Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Fantasy Baseball Hour, Nando Thursday edition. That's right. We got Nando DeFino on the show. Do we have Nando DeFino on the show right now, though? It would sound like we don't. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to have Nando Dofino here to officially make it a Nando Thursday any second now. Uh, but, Al, I'm uh, here. Sorry about that. Nando. <laughs> I'm here. Well, yeah, I, I, just, I turned I, the mic off I, by I like, accident. You know, I like. <laughs> so you were, you, you were talking and, and nobody was. Nobody was responding. I know. Well, I was, I was talking. I knew what the problem was. It just took me a second because I could have sworn I turned it on. And then he waited a couple more seconds and said, I'll, I'll let him sweat. <laughs> Al, don't question my methods. <laughs> I won't. I made, won't. made the people want more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, boy, we got a lot to talk about uh, today. Um, I, you know, I started out the you know, copious notes in the rundown early today and thought, well, you know, we're going to have to manufacture some some runs here, manufacture some some things because uh, – you know, we obviously have the, the Machado thing to talk about, but two days ago I broke down the uh, Dodgers aspect of that because, you know, it seemed like it was almost certain, but then it wasn't, and then it was. Uh, but we'll, we will talk more about the Machado trade, but now we got a brand hand trade to talk about, which is pretty cool. It is. And, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff, too. We, uh, on yesterday's show, on Wednesday's show, I looked at some early round hitters that have been major bummers this year. And like 90% of them, of course, were first basemen. Uh, but, you know, took a look at them and, you know, uh, tried to figure out whether or not there was reason to be hopeful. So I want to do the same thing with some early round pitchers for today's show. Um, see if we can figure out what the deal is with Chris Archer, which is just kind of a, a constant work in progress for me. Uh, Luis Castillo, uh, Robbie Ray. So look at a few of those guys, and then maybe look at some buy-low candidates, uh, you know, depending on how far the, the rundown we work through. I, I'm going to say about three-fourths today. I feel good about this. Because, okay. um, as I alluded to in the notes when I wrote back to you, I do have a surprise guest for you coming <laughs> in. I think. I think. You, di- you think. Okay. It's not this a fantasy excited. person either. I, I, you know. Oh. It's, it's like this is your, quite, this is your life. Might be. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. It's, it's going to be super Somehow inside, to... super inside, inside baseball. Apology. I was going to want to say that. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, <laughs> uh, man, I've got to find some way to focus for the next 40 minutes. So I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pull this off. I know how to pull this off. We'll talk about Manny Machado. Uh, so finally officially traded from the Orioles to the Dodgers. Uh, using the Diaz was a part of that deal, but pretty much every other part of it, was not at all what was being reported over the last 48 hours or so. So it's uh, Diaz, Dean Kramer, Zach Pop, best name in the deal, I think, uh, Ryan, Ryland Bannon, and uh, Bravik Villera all going 
uh, to Baltimore. And all of them, except for Valera, are going to double-A Bowie. Valera is going to triple-A Norfolk. He's seen a little bit of Major League service time. But uh, how do you like the value for Machado going from Baltimore to the Dodgers? Because, I, I, again, I broke this down in excruciating detail two days ago. I think it's a mixed bag, but I'm curious to see how you see it. Um, are you t- we're talking about just the straight value of Machado in any kind of league? Straight, fancy, fancy value for Machado. And, I mean, if you think it's different for different formats, whatever, run with that. But just, well, you know, I was, what, what is this up, down, lateral, mixed? Initially, I was very hyped about it um, because I'm like, oh, I was going to the Dodgers. And then I looked at the Baltimore lineup. This is like two days ago when the rumors were just starting. And then I, I looked at the, the Baltimore lineup, man. It's so it's good. So I don't know if you can say like he's going to score more runs or he's going to drive in more runs or he's going to hit more home runs. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, I would say it stays the same. I mean, it's the park's worse, but I don't know if Machado's park yeah. limited. Um, well, that that was the argument that I dug into because I I you know basically went in with a you know kind of a preconceived bias that. It doesn't matter where Manny Machado plays. And it turns out he's really been helped a lot, at least this year, by uh, by Camden Yards. But I agree, overall, I think it's it's a wash. I think the park and the division might be a bit of a downgrade for him. But I think, uh, uh, I, think I do think it's a much better lineup that he's going to. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say much. I think it washes out. I, see, I don't think it's much. I, I, like, if you look at that Baltimore lineup, uh, and maybe it's me just looking at potential and not actual, but Beckham, Scope, Adam Jones. Um, I still like Trey Mancini. I know he's having an off year. Uh, you know, Chris Davis, whatever. Mark Trumbo's, you know, just a better Chris Davis. Um, I don't know, man. I look I'd at that lineup. better and, at this point, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, who thought we'd see this day? <laughs> but it just seems like a lot of, a lot of the guys in that lineup um, – I don't know. It's it, you put it up against the Dodgers, and I'm like, well, they could kind of hold their own. Like this could be a Dodgers lineup in four years, maybe not four years. Well, I it, guess it Scope could. and Beckham are a little older, but you know what I mean. Right, right. Certainly sooner than that, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, Chris Davis, I just think he's done. I did hold out. I, I like Scope coming into this year. I was very big on Tim Beckham, and maybe they can have a second half resurgence. Uh, Scope was one of the early round guys I broke down on Wednesday's show and maybe it's just going to be positive regression. Just, it's just a bad first half just, just because, but there's no, there's no encouraging signs there for Jonathan scope that I can find. So if I just kind of look, it's, it's really like what you said, not you look at the potential of it. That's, you know, maybe it's a better thing. If you look at it as if, if Machado stayed with the Orioles and everybody uh, sort of the collective stink that hit the lineup, like, went away and everybody got better. Um, maybe Machado would do better in Baltimore. But if you compare the first half that the team actually had versus what you would forecast for the Dodgers going forward, I do think it's it's a clear upgrade. Okay. I was just being devil's advocate. I'm sorry I was difficult, Al. Yeah. You don't have to dress me down in front <laughs> of everybody like that. Not what I just did? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dang. Wait, Al. Um, <laughs> special guest arrived early. I'm just going to have him say hi and see if you can. This will be your first clue. Al Melchior, this yeah. isn't exactly your life, but it's someone you know. Hey, Al. How's it going? Maybe, maybe, maybe too many words. You might recognize it. 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm start, sorry to say I'm stumped. Oh, all right, I cool. I'm stumped. Then we'll, we'll do, you know, maybe next segment we'll get, give another clue. Okay. Well, okay, so the first clue is just this is somebody that I know. Yeah. Because that, that, narrows it, that narrows it down. Hold on, let me make sure the producer, I think, I think he's on mic two, maybe three. Turn the red light on underneath you. Anyway, sorry, Al. We'll, we can continue talking about baseball, oh, and then we can keep this giving some clues. This is just bother me. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, the haul that the Orioles got back? Um, I think they're all going to hit 265, 10 to 12 homers, 10 to 12 steals. <laughs> I don't really know much about these guys yet. You know, I, I did. I looked them all up. Um, I, you know, baseball referenced them all as we are apt to do here. Um, and it's yes. kind of like a mixed bag. Some are kind of like just a little too young, I think, with not enough of a track record to really know what's going to happen to them. Um, so I read a bunch of the experts, and just the best thing I could tell everybody here is it seems like they got more than they should have for a rental. So, yeah, that seems to be the consensus. So I think you, you do grade it on a curve. And yeah, I don't know too much about these guys either. Um, uh, you know, Dean Kramer, I really didn't know anything about, but uh, you know, I've seen some people write highly of him in the last uh, you know twelve hours or so. Uh, Diaz is obviously the one that that uh, people are most familiar with, and he's really had sort sort of a breakout this year, and not a big power guy. So, you know, there, I think there's a couple questions there about how he's good power wise, how much it'll help him to hit in Baltimore. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, based on certainly what I've been reading, that seems like they couldn't have really, really done a whole lot better. Don't think you can you can blame them for making this deal. And um, as as far and just to revisit this and again, I broke this down in a lot of detail a couple days ago. But uh, I think that uh, I, I made a last. Uh, I'm glad I remember to do this now. I made a kind of a last minute change in my fab for uh, Tout Wars last night because my top guy in fab was Andrew Tolls. And I think he's done for this year, unless oh. they trade him. Yeah, I was, you know, I was looking well, at the opposite it, way. Who's going to merge in Baltimore? Well, that's the other half of it. So, um, yeah, anybody you're you're interested in on that side of it? No, I went through. You know, I went through the minor leagues and everything because roster resource has Jace Peterson penciled in. And I'm like, all right, but I mean, I could yeah. see. You know, Danny Valencia, is, I believe, has played third rather recently, so you could put him at third. You could open up an yeah. outfield spot. You can move Trumbo to the outfield if you really wanted to. There could be a couple more trades happening. Um, no one really jumped out of me. Pedro Alvarez did a little bit. He's actually doing pretty well in AAA. Um, you know, you could play him first. You could play him at third. You could DH him. I think he was shagging fly balls in the outfield at one point over the last couple of years. Um, but after that, there's not a lot. You know, like Christian no, Walker's gone. Th- yes, I think Cedric Mullins is um, the one guy that's uh, – very just a little bit very it intrigues me just a little but yeah yeah I, it's uh it's a little disappointing but like you said maybe there's more trades and then they bring somebody in who's more major league ready than any of the players that they got in this Machado deal and then you know that's somebody that they could plug in and there are definitely going to be more trades Zach Britton I think uh you know we'll see that in the coming days and that provides me a perfect segue to talk about the other big trade uh not Zach Britton but Brad Hand a bit of a surprise really because he had that nice uh, contract that covered him through 2020 with the team friendly uh, 2021 uh, option. Uh, but yet the, uh, <laughs> I can see where the Padres didn't pass this up. They sent hand and Adam Simber, who's had a really nice year to the Indians for Francisco Mejia. Uh, that was first reported by Ken Rosenthal, Robert Murray, both of the athletic. And uh, so we got intrigue on both sides of that one. So we'll start with Cleveland 
do you think Cody Allen loses some value here, even though you know he's got two very good relievers now joining him in the bullpen? Uh, do you expect that maybe he's going to give way to hand? I don't think so. I well, look. I'm, I've got a, a weird relationship with Cody Allen because I partner with um, Chris Vaccaro in a bunch of baseball leagues, and he loves Cody Allen. And it's just, it's, I don't know if it's weird for you when you do this too, but if he's not one of my guys, every time something bad happens, there's like this crazy trepidation, like, oh no, why did I, you know, why did I not take a bigger stand and not getting him? Um, <laughs> but every time he, he keeps his job and he has arguably the best reliever in the game in that same bullpen, um, I, think, I think Hand is going to be more of a fortifier. I almost think Hand um, is basically the same guy as Cody Allen. I know, like, not peripheral-wise or anything, but, you know, a, r- a relatively new-ish closer, uh, good skill set, but I don't think there's any reason to destroy the confidence of your closer right now. Unless, unless he messes up terribly, I think you're going to see Allen finish the year as the closer and Hand, you know, middle-inning middle, middle kind of guy. Just another yeah, Miller. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to have any issue with with the track record for Hand, but Allen is is more established as a closer. I don't think he's done anything to lose the job. He's, he certainly had some bad stretches this year, but he has every year. But he always rebounds and puts up good numbers in the end. And I agree. I mean, first of all, there was the initial report on MLB.com that, and it was you know speculative, but said you know we expect that. Uh, Cody Allen will get the bulk of the saves going forward, but, you know, with the caveat of, you know, Terry Francona might mix and match, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But, you know, the other thing is that it's just to me very reminiscent of when they got Andrew Miller that you've got, and I don't know if you remember, Nando, uh, or, you know, if you just maybe perceived it differently than I do, but um, my recollection of that point when the Indians got Andrew Miller was, well, Miller's clearly the better reliever. He's the better pitcher. Um, I just can't believe Cody Allen's going to stay the closer, but that's exactly what happened. Right. So given that we have that we have that precedent, we've got Hand, who I actually do think is a better pitcher than Cody Allen. Um, uh, Marlins bias. Of, sure. Yeah. Both Miller and Hand. Yeah, that's right. Miles. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe that goes into it, but you know, I I mean, they're all really good relievers. Uh, Hand and Miller, both lefties. You know, both arguably better than Allen, and I, I you know. I just think if the, if they weren't going to make that move to demote Allen with Miller, they're not going to do it now. So that's uh, what I'm sticking with until until you know Brand Hand closes the first game for the Indians out. Of the break, so. <laughs> then yeah, then we're going to delete all evidence <laughs> of this episode. Um, Al, that's I got to right. I, I want to give you another clue to our mystery guest real quick before right. we, before we get I'm into not Mejia. Ready for it. Go ahead. Oh, well, I actually I hadn't really thought up much of a clue yet, um, but a uh, mystery guest. Um, why don't you tell us who you're uh oh man this is a good one no i don't want to give too much away too early you have any ideas um my main job before this one was uh al's avatar creator on twitter well you just maybe you gave it all away probably oh my god that is way too much and 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 at the time (laughs) you said that matt the voice finally clicked in for me (laughs) <laughs> oh, what an awesome surprise. Yeah, Matt Brodsky's in town. Matt, yes. Matt Brodsky. For those of you who are familiar I'm sorry, with... I didn't get you right away, Matt. It's okay. Uh, he just, said hello. I just wanted to, it's been, just wanted it's been to too check long. out Nando's, uh, I, I want to say new digs, but it's been several Four years Four years, yeah. But uh, it was a fun ride on uh, Fantasy Baseball 360 with everybody. Yes, it was. I, uh, you're not talking to Al. You're talking <laughs> to the Cobra Commander. That's who you're talking to. Oh, do we still have that video somewhere? I have it somewhere. I'll have to send it to you guys. Al lost a bet. 
It was, it was, I think it was probably to Scott White. We should rename this show Al Lost a Bet. <laughs> at least, at least thurs, Thursdays. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm signing off, so I'll, I'll listen. Without, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, hey, can hang up and listen? I'll hang up Bye, Matt. Brodsky yeah. met Paul Giamatti today in the hotel where we taped the show, which is nuts. Wow. Oh, on the subway. Yeah. Even, even better for Paul Giamatti. Um, Amazing. Anyway, Al had to dress up as Cobra Commander and do a whole show in character as Cobra Commander. It was amazing. <laughs> anyway. Would you, believe, would you believe that I actually forgot about that? Really? Because I lost so many bets and did so many <laughs> ridiculous things that that one kind of faded <laughs> into obscurity for me. That's incredible. Hold on. Brodsky's got one more question. Your injuries from the volleyball? All right. Oh, we had talked about the volleyball on here. Yeah. I oh, think, yeah. Yeah, so you recovered I think, from well, I think multiple times. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, see you, Al. <laughs> Bye, Matt. <laughs> Wei and Chen forever living in infamy, at least in my own mind. Uh, so on that note, we're going to talk more about this uh, Brad Hand deal, uh, the San Diego side of it. We've got some other news items. Uh, we've got a game tonight. How about that? And uh, we'll take a look at some early round pitchers who have stunk this year. So uh, with all that coming up, please do stick around. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. This is the uh, Fancy Baseball Hour, a.k.a. the Enya Hour, uh, a.k.a. Nando Thursday. Yes. <laughs> it's a special day, and also a special day because the second half begins tonight at Wrigley Field. Cardinals-Cubs, uh, that's um, actually going to be 6.05 Central Time. A little bit of an early, or am I, yeah. No, I'm, I get that wrong. 7.05. <laughs> You're too many time zones away, Al. Yeah. No, no, it's 7.05 Eastern. I'm confused. I'm looking at Eastern time. So 6.05 Central uh, may vary, depend on your location. Uh, Anyways, now I've got an important uh, set of questions for you here before we go back to talking about Brad Hand and what's going on in San Diego with the closers role. Would you bake a cake without a recipe? Yes. No. Sorry, that was okay. faux brashness what? first. Sorry, I would not. Okay. Yeah, because I know you wouldn't uh, nuke uh, a frozen lunch without reading the instructions. <laughs> that part's true. <laughs> you were the would king of the frozen lunches, the public- Al. I, I was and, and could still, you know, could still rock that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you go to trial for public urination without a lawyer? No. Well, then why would you go into your fantasy football draft Without the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, you can ponder that one on your own. Uh, we have a Fantasy Hall of Famer and the number one overall football accuracy expert on staff, writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting 2018 statistics, and answering your pre-draft questions. Our company's been nominated for over 60 Fantasy Industry Awards just in the last three years. We're here to help you win. So go to rotoexperts.com, use the code WINNER to get 10% off, and give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the exclusive edge fantasy football package. 
So thank you for helping me out with those uh, those burning questions, Nando. Hey, at least at least it. I could do it. It's a little thing. Yeah. You should you know you should get into fantasy football. I think you can make a dent. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, back in the CBS days, I actually did okay. Um, but I did okay really with very little research. Um, oh. I, I don't know that I could pull that off again. You know, I understand. I, I might have peaked. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous That's slouch, right. Judge. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, maybe if I put a little work into it, I could actually I could do something. Mystery guest just brought um, us drinks into the studio. Oh, that's great. I'm very thirsty. So. <laughs> uh, let's get just a real quick here. The Cubs hosting the Cardinals, um, which I could not, you know, even get the first pitch time on correctly. Uh, not much of a chance of precipitation for first pitch in that one. A little bit of rain later on, but uh, I've actually got some daily lineups that I got to set. And unfortunately... Uh, for me, I cannot start either Wilson Contreras. I mean, I could, but it'd be a bad move because uh, he's not in the starting line for the Cubs. <laughs> Victor Caratini <laughs> batting eighth and catching. And uh, for the Cardinals, no Jose Martinez. This is not the way to start off the second half by not starting Jose Martinez. A new manager, too, well. That's right. That's, that's right. That might speak a little louder so, than... I don't know. You come back with your new manager. This isn't his first... Is it his first game? Managing second, I think. I think it's at least second. Okay, um, yeah, I think it is the second. Either way, um, that's. So, I mean, first game yeah, off so the no, break. No, ho- yeah, uh, but you know the good news is Jed Jerko's in there. That's great. Batting fifth. That's what we like to. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect for you. Right. Not perfect for my daily. Not for my daily lineup. Just put Jerko in there. He's probably cheap. I probably could pick him up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty easy problem to solve. Football research. <laughs> pick, up some, pick up Jed Jerko. You got a cheap guy with a ton of power do. batting fifth after resting for four days. Yeah, because he was robbed of an all-star berth. I agree. By the well, way, Brodsky uh, has decided to go hard with the drinks. I'm not sure if you care, but but he's going to come back with a couple beers. It looks like he's got a Jack and Coke. Wow. Thirsty Thursday over there. At uh, FNTSY. Well, he's on vacation. Yeah, that's, yeah, now you should uh, live it up. He's had a big day already. I guess, yeah, I guess sitting in a studio and meeting Paul Giamatti. Paul, G- Paul Giamatti? Yeah. Did he, bring, did he bring Paul Giamatti with him? No, he did bring a picture with him. That's good. Anyway, I sorry, wonder yeah. who Paul Giamatti thinks is going to close for the Padres. Um, I got a good one I for mean, you. I mean, I think... All right. But you go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to be Craig Stammen. Maybe not initially, but I if they were okay to trade um, trade Brad Hand, and I understand they got an offer they really couldn't refuse, but I imagine they'll have, you know, they'll, they'll get a nice offer for uh, Kirby Yates. So he might get a save or two in the interim, but I think the rest of the season it's mostly going to be Craig Stammen. That's my hunch. I think Matt Strom's going to get a shot. I would like to see that. Yeah, me too. He'd been really good there for a while. I know. I think this is so, going to be one of those situations. Like, Craig Stammen's been around forever. I think this is a situation where, you know, let's see what we got. 
Matt Strom's like the only guy in the bullpen. Well, he's not the only guy, but he's everyone's 30 something. Like they've been around forever. And as Strom's a lefty, whatever, I'm okay with that. Him or Phil Matan actually um, made it into a couple teams of mine that had a, a K per nine as one of the categories. But I, he's been, he hasn't been, and actually on other park baseball. I had him on other park baseball team because I started with, uh, oh, with wow. the Padres. But he's not had a good season. Not the season I was hoping for. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been up and down, too. But um, I would think he could be in that mix as well. But I, I like, you know, that's interesting. And I mean, there's a certain logic, too, to the Padres giving some you know exposure to somebody who is younger. They're not, obviously, they're, you know, they're not playing for this year. It makes a certain amount of sense. And yet it just does seem like when you have a rebuilding team like this and, you know, they trade a reliever or two from the back end of their bullpen, my my fuzzy recollection is that you know they kind of go down the order. They don't just you know kind of skip to like the fifth guy down who yeah. you know is younger and, and has pitched well. So I, I would actually prefer to see that, but uh, we'll just have to wait. And uh, you know it could be Kirby Yates for for all we know. Uh, just one more angle on this uh, trade here that um, of course the the Padres picking up Francisco Mejia, so they've got another catcher. But he's been sent to AAA, so the starting job is Austin Hedges for the time being. Uh, but you know, I think we could see Mejia later on, depending maybe on how how things go for him at AAA. I like to so, actually uh, uh, Rafi Lopez. I mean, I don't like him now anymore. He's like their fourth catcher, I think. With Mejia, he'll probably be up in like a month or so. But I did like Rafi Lopez uh, a few months ago. Looking at his minor league stats, I thought he had some some hope. He's not shown that, but. You know, I like. Yeah, that. I just, I, I think it's going to be sort of interesting for Hedges, because I feel like he hasn't really gotten a fair shot. You know, I mean, he's he came up as a big prospect. Yeah, he's been hurt. I mean, you know, could could still be developing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's missed some time. Well, as you say in the notes, Mejia has been playing a little bit outfield, but even that, even the outfield, they're not giving the right guys shots in the outfield either on San Diego. <laughs> the poor Hunter That's Renfro right, yeah. is still I on mean, the bench. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's still crowded, even with uh, Franchi out for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would just further complicate. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, I mean, he had, you know, probably has to show a little something to AAA first anyway before any of this becomes an issue. So uh, we got a number of much smaller news items, but, you know, things you should know anyway. Uh, Pirates are optimistic that uh, Josh Harrison's not going to have a serious hamstring injury, that uh, he may actually be able to go back to the lineup as soon as tomorrow. Against the Reds, uh, they think they caught it early enough. Uh, so according to the Athletic, we might see uh, Josh Harrison not only avoiding the DL, but actually with the in the Pirates lineup uh, on Friday. So we'll follow up on, on that one tomorrow for sure. Angels have announced their rotation, and uh, I went through a whole bunch of rotations on Wednesday's show, but not all the teams that announced them. So I just went through the ones uh, that we knew about, and you know there are several pitchers that you would normally start that you won't start this weekend because they're they're not starting in real life. Uh, well, somebody who is starting in real life is Nick Tropiano. So he's coming off the DL. Uh, you're going to have Skaggs, Tropiano, and Heaney against the Astros this weekend. So you want to use any of those guys, especially the Skaggs or Heaney. Um, do it unless you're scared of the Astros, and probably you should be. The Rays, as expected, have officially put Wilson Ramos on the DL with his left hamstring strain. Uh, he, this is probably not going to be a minimum stay for Ramos. 
Uh, according to Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, he is expected to go beyond, in fact, the July 31st trade deadline. Uh, also, Jose Alvarado has been reinstated from the family medical emergency list. Uh, Brian Dozier is on the Brewers' radar now that they've missed out on Manny Machado, according to Ken Rosenthal. Team, not surprisingly, is also going to look up look into some pitching upgrades. And Nando, this one I thought was interesting. There are actually a whole bunch of articles out this morning about the Rangers because they'll obviously uh, be sellers. But a report from MLB.com said that they'd be unlikely to trade either Keone Kella or Jose Leclerc. Is it just me or is that crazy pants? Like, they should trade those guys. I don't, man, I guess Kella I, I, I would hold on to. I think if you look at his numbers, especially minor leagues, high strikeout rate, low ERA and whip, Maybe he just needs like one last tweak or like one, you know, different pitch, you know, working on a cutter kind of thing. And he could be totally dominant. Uh, Leclerc. I mean, he's the Leclerc thing is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean, I just they have so many needs and especially for starting pitching. And maybe it's just that they don't feel like those guys are enough to get it. In which yeah, case, well, like, what's yeah, Jose Leclerc? What's Jose Leclerc going to bring back? Like Cole Hamels. But Cole Hamill's already on their team. Right? Like, what could you possibly trade away LeClerc for right now? And I don't mean to knock LeClerc. I mean, he's a he's a a good middle reliever. I don't think you're gonna get like you go back to like a Nick Tropiano. Like I don't know what you're gonna get for him. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like LeClerc a lot, and yeah, he's not a closer. But he's got a, a really nice skill set. I'm sure there are a lot of teams that would like him. But yeah, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of guys like that that are on the market. Um, so yeah, they might not be able to get much. So maybe that's the reason why. I just assumed, if nothing else, maybe not Leclerc, but Kayla to me, uh, it seemed like they could get something useful, and they don't need, you know, they don't need a shutdown closer. And Leclerc, I think, would be fine as closer. They could trade Kayla, and you know, Leclerc would fill in, and they could get a, a piece for the future. But you know what, you know, though, these things. These things do change. Yeah, that Texas team, I think every year, kind of. I mean, coming into every year, they're kind of contendery for like that second wild card. Um, so I don't know, like maybe not this year, but uh, you know, next year with a couple, yeah. a couple signings and a couple tweaks, that's a team that could be right back in it. Um, it's gonna have to be signings because they don't have a lot in the minors, right? You know, I mean, they got Willie Calhoun, who's I think done better of late, but figured he would have been up long ago or maybe trades. Um, yeah. It's a weird, I mean, they did got a, yeah, good, well, a lot speak... of position players. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Um, and also speaking of trades, they are trying to trade Cole Hamels. That one makes a, a lot of sense. And the Phillies have been mentioned uh, in terms of being interested in Jay Happ. Uh, they're also a potential fit for Cole Hamels. So that'd be funny to get either one of those guys back. Uh, but I just I want it to happen because uh, the report that I was reading on MLB.com said that, uh, and I think this was more speculative, Nando, than anything, but that they were saying that going the other way to the Rangers, they could get Tom Eshelman or, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Ranger Suarez. I mean, that has to happen. <laughs> that the Rangers yeah. get Ranger Suarez. Yes. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Especially if it's actually pronounced a Ranger. <laughs> I, which is probably not, but... Uh, you know, for now in my ignorance, I'm, I'm having fun with that. Uh, <laughs> and then um, also uh, an update here from Dave O'Brien, who recently, by the way, made the move from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to the Athletic. 
That's a pretty cool move. Uh, so I have to get used to saying. Yeah, yeah I have to say. So you know, get used to that one. Dave O'Brien of The Athletic reporting that uh, the Braves are going to try to add a reliever or two. Uh, or they could try to add a starter and then maybe take somebody from the rotation and put them in the bullpen. So they're going to do something with their pitching, apparently, uh, the Braves. And this one I thought was interesting, too. The Marlins promoting uh, Isan Diaz from AA to AAA. And um, Diaz, uh, I think, was part of the Yelich deal. I'm sure he was. Um, you know, a nice prospect. And he's now just one rung away from the major leagues. Uh, he's 10 homers, 10 steals at AA Jacksonville so far with a 365 OBP. And, uh, and really important fantasy news here. The Angels put out a statement sticking up for Mike Trout. <sighs> who was <laughs> who was uh, basically put down by the commissioner, Rob Manfred, for not promoting himself enough. So it's ridiculous. I, you know, I love everything else Manfred has done. So that was kind of out of character. Yeah, that was just lame. Yeah. That was terrible. It is what it is. All right. Uh, it is. It is. Well, Nando, uh, just sort of just randomly – I've got a trivia question for you because I was looking stuff up this morning, putting the rundown together and saw something that was just kind of mildly surprising to me. So I thought, well, let's, let's do this as trivia. <laughs> okay. Going to the second half, who are the top three hitters in isolated power in the major leagues? Qualified hitters. Oh, top three in isolated power. Al, I never look at ISO. Um, so I'm going to okay, be very bad go, at this. Like, who do you th- uh, JD Martinez, maybe. Okay. That's an excellent guess. Thank you. He's fourth. Um, Aaron Judge? Believe it or not, he is 10th. Uh, Jesus Aguilar. And by the way, right right behind him is Matt Carpenter, which I found very surprising. Jesus Aguilar is number three. All right. All right. So who's another surprising? Okay, here's, you know what? Um, Wilson Ramos, I was very surprised by how many home runs he had at the break. And I think if you looked at that list, this is a long shot. But let me put Wilson Ramos as one of my guesses. Uh, he no, he did not make it. Okay. It's not, you know, <laughs> okay. it's not, Ag- Aguilar, Aguilar is the most surprising one. Okay. Um, but it's sort of who's not there that surprised me. So we got Martinez fourth, Aguilar third. You could I mean, just yeah, say this it. is not. Uh, yeah, like this will take forever. Wacky. I think. So it's number two is number number two is Jose Ramirez. Okay. Which like it should be surprising, but that just looks weird to me. And then number one, like if you knew this, you knew four, three, and two. If it were me, Nando, I would have said, oh, Mike Trout is number one. Mike Trout is number five. So the number one in terms of isolated power is Mookie Betts. And it's one of these things that's like, I looked at that, I thought, that's surprising. But then I looked at it again, it's like, that shouldn't be surprising. It's Mookie Betts. But yeah, in the first half, he's hit for more power than anybody. But I don't think you think of, you know, um, like you would be less surprised if it was Chris Davis, right? With a K? Uh, you know, I might be. You're right, because that's that's the one thing he does really, really well. Yeah, I think Mookie Betts is a hitter He's more sl- than a power hitter. I don't know why. Right, I probably think batting average first or stolen bases, you know, 1A, 1B. Yeah, yeah. And then the power, you know, two. So, ah, that was interesting. It is. Well, that, okay. Well, now that... <laughs> yes, we, it is. Uh, <laughs> but you're being played off. fascinated by this, we'll... <laughs> We'll uh, stare at the leaderboard during the break here and uh, come back and talk about hitters who are disappointed. So don't uh, disappoint us. Stick around.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour, Nando Thursday edition with Nando DeFino. That's right. Me, your host. <laughs> and special guest. That's right. And, and Matt Brodsky. I'm Matt Brodsky. Oh, sorry. Of CBS Sports fame. Who is and, chugging uh, his uh, the- Captain and Coke right now. All right. Well, uh, hope Matt's enjoying that. And... Uh, Hope you enjoy uh, contest giving away World Series tickets. We've been doing that here on FNTSY Sports Radio Network, and we're giving away more World Series tickets on FNTSY Sports Radio Network. This time it is to the winner of free DFS baseball contests. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. And while 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70% or nearly 14,000 people each year must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. So find out how you can help the cause and at the same time win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball by going to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. Your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. Uh, so, all right, we talked about uh, hitters who are lighting up the ISO leaderboard uh, right before the break. On Wednesday's show, talked about some hitters that went early in drafts uh, back in March who have not uh, been lighting up the leaderboards. So I thought we'd put the focus, uh, Nando, on pitchers for today's show. And got a few that, you know, I, mean, I said earlier in the show, like, these are pitchers that stink. Some of these pitchers really aren't that bad. I think they're just not doing what people drafted them to do sure it's like for example carlos carrasco like i haven't really considered him a bust uh and yet he does have an era over four so uh, you know i guess maybe we start right there i mean do you think this is a disappointing season for carlos carrasco are you worried about him you know going forward given what he did do in the first half um i would but you know i guess it's you're right it's not a bust i guess disappointing is the right term but i wish there was something like just a little less harsh um, strikeout rate is, is fine. It's almost 10. Um, I believe his ex-fip is still pretty low, uh, which would suggest there's some regression coming in a good way. Um, I don't know, man. I'm cool with Carlos Carrasco. I, I, I would, how about this? I would trade for him right now in what would seem like a trade where I'd be getting ripped off if someone thinks that he... Let me put it this way. If someone looked at a trade that I made for Carlos Carrasco right now, they're like, oh, man, you got the raw end of that deal. I would think that it, it's okay because I do have faith in him turning it around for the second half. Um, I would right, overpay. So you have an idea of. Well, no, I don't have a name. Like I was going to say like Steven Strasburg was just a name that popped in my head. I'd rather have Strasburg. Um, yeah, I would too. But that's just a personal preference. Um, 
I don't know. Well, you can't put me on the spot like this. Cole Hamels. <laughs> Did you just say Cole Hamels? Yeah. So, all right, trade Cole Hamels for Carrasco because that would uh, that be I mean that'd be a fantastic trade. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what the value. I I still I don't know who's a, a Carlos. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I'm gonna go to that CBS. Tra- Remember that page on CBS that told you who people are trading for? We used to use on the show. Brodsky knows. Yeah. I'll go on to the next picture. I'll, I'll find. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Robbie Ray, and again, this is kind of a complicated one because you know, he, he's missed quite a bit of time. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a far cry from what he did last season, uh, you know, still getting the strikeouts. But uh, the walks have come back with a vengeance, giving up close to two home runs every nine innings, uh, Robbie Ray. And he's got an ERA just north of five, 5.03. So um, I had a little, little bit of concern for Robbie Ray coming into this year because as, as many strikeouts as he gets, he does have this kind of nasty history of giving up hard contact, um, you know, when he is allowing contact. So I'm, I'm a bit scared off of Robbie Ray. I really liked Robbie Ray. So, I mean, this is kind of like... I would be more concerned if this wasn't something he's already done in his career. But Robbie Ray has had some bad seasons before in his career. Um, so, you know, it's not like this is coming out of nowhere and I'm concerned. Like, oh, my God, he must be hurt or something. Uh, you know, old habits die hard. Maybe he's fallen into some bad habits again. I, maybe they're just tipping pitches. I don't know. But Robbie Ray has had a bad season before, and he's had bad seasons in his past. And I'm just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, this is what happens when you go after a guy like Robbie Ray so hard and you ignore what he's done before. All right. So to recap, you would definitely, uh, oh, perfect. spend something of value to, to get Carrasco. You would not do that with Robbie Ray. If you offered me Carlos Carrasco for my Robbie Ray immediately, I would hit. Yes. Yeah, I would too. I don't, yeah, I see, I don't, too. I'm trying to make these great statements, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you would give me a hundred dollars for my $20 bill, I would do it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so where do you put you, Darvish, in, in that mix? Um, Carrasco, Ray, Darvish. Uh, Darvish, um, you know, and he's he's been out, uh, you know, had a, a multiplicity of injuries. And, uh, you know, still don't know exactly, you know, when he's going to be back. Is he – I put it – well, two questions. Where would you put him rest of the season in that trio? And is he worth stashing? And a shallow league like a ten-team mixed league, I would put Ask him for a friend here because <laughs> I do own him in a ten-teamer. You play ten-team leagues, Al? I have one. Yeah, it's good. Man of the people. My nephew invited me, so you know. Oh, that's cool. You know, you're an awesome baseball yeah. playing nephew. Yes. Nice. Um, I would put Carrasco one, Darvish slightly behind them because I think if he gets past this injury stuff. Uh, he's a better pitcher than Carrasco by the end, you know, whenever they start at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And then Robbie Ray, a distant third. So is it just the strikeouts that gives Darvish the edge? I think it's a strike. He had such good, yeah. he had such good um, ratios. And I think that, like, what you saw in the first half of this year was injury. I think, you know, he's masking injury, hiding injury, trying to pitch through injury. Um and if he's taken off enough time now to be healthy and to make sure that he's healthy, and I hope it's precautionary and not like he's still feeling a twinge somewhere. Um, like he's already had his Tommy John. So 
you know, I, I feel a bit of relief over that. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like I know the kind of pitcher you Darvish is and has been over many years. I don't think it's a switch to Chicago is going to make that big of a difference for him. I think this is a classic case of a guy having been injured, not saying anything, and it finally being too much for him to keep going. Well, yeah, and, you know, looking over his stats, he had a three eight six ERA last year, which, you know, was not great. Um, but, you know, some of that, in fact, let's see. Yeah, I'm remembering this correctly, that it was much higher with the Rangers. So, you know, he's making the, the full season migration to the NL. So, if anything, you would think that would help him, right? you know, not hurt him. Um, all right, what about Chris Archer? I mean, this guy, uh, actually, he and Carrasco were two pitchers I was targeting really actively in drafts because I just thought that they were both being undervalued. And you see, it seems like Archer's very polarizing. Like, there are people who are buying the high ERAs, relatively high, uh, and then people like me who just think that doesn't match up with the skill set. So did you have a particular perspective on Chris Archer? coming into the season and does that inform what you're expecting in the second half? I like, you know, I like Chris Archer and I thought he, he had already taken that step and we were beyond, uh, you know, these, these bouts of mediocrity and stuff. I think something has to be said for just getting totally deflated that they broke apart your entire team and they're doing this weird thing by starting relievers all the time. And it's like, I'm in the prime of my career. Why am I wasting all of my, you know, I'm going to, every pitcher is going to blow out his arm at some point. Why am I wasting it for this, for this, you know, management that doesn't care and whatever, whatever. I think that plays a much larger role than anything that we can kind of objectively put numbers to or ascribe reasons upon. Um, I really think, I mean, this, he's, a, he's a, still kind of a youngish guy who's kind of been at the height of success, uh, was basically the face of Major League Baseball a few postseasons ago. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like, I don't know, there's a sense of deflatedness, I think, that you, you kind of experience when they do what they did to your team. Like even the stupid Corey Dickerson thing, like you know, why? So I do think maybe there's a mental thing going on there. I really think there is. And I think if he gets traded, you're going to see a totally different Chris Archer. It's an it, it's a interesting explanation because he was just so solidly consistent. And I think part of my perspective on him coming into this year was like well you know he was pretty close to being a three era guy a few seasons back he's you know like you said still young enough that he should be able to replicate that you know basically in the prime years of his career you know maybe maybe there's some of that going on it's hard to know i don't know i mean i can't speak for a man's mental state but if (laughs) i'm suggesting you darvish was injured in march and april and may then yeah chris archer's angry (laughs) <laughs> All right. Angry Chris Archer. Uh, what is Jose Quintana feeling this season? I mean, it's it's not all that bad. He's got a 3.96 ERA, but again, it's just a case of sort of like with Carrasco. I think for where he was being drafted, owners probably were expecting more. And for me, it's in a way, uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, almost like I told you so, because I, I thought Quintana was, was being overdrafted. I didn't, every year I go in thinking, what is really special about this guy other than he gives you innings? Um, Modern day Mark Burley. Um, I guess I just don't remember Burley being, like Burley was always really respected and rightfully so as, as a you know major league pitcher in the real world. But I don't remember people ever going bananas over him in fantasy. Oh, I just meant the innings guy. I, I, 
Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, I, I actually do think it's – I mean, Quintana is a better strikeout pitcher than, than Burley was. But I, I don't think that the comparison is is at all off base. Like, I think he's his appeal is really similar, and I get why he's valuable in real baseball. I've never totally understood why he's as hyped as he is in fantasy. I think – well, look, the one thing he has a little different than Burley is – I would Burley's strikeout to nine to me – I want to say 6.5, 7-ish probably. Quintana's floats closer to 8, so you have that. Um, but yeah, besides that, you're right. But you look at Quintana's season log, and I see Burley. I just see a bunch of 200 innings pitched. I see a decent whip, um, a good ERA, and especially this day and age, maybe you can need to say a very good ERA with you know, some 330s and 320s mixed in. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Al. I've never been crazy about Jose Quintana. I don't get the hype. Like, I liked him... But when we were at CBS, because he kind of came out of nowhere, no one believed in him. Like, this guy's going to be good based on his minor league numbers, and he was. But there's a, this right. very, very bold line between that and, you know, let me take this guy in the top 10 rounds of a draft. Yeah, and I agree. And, and you know, part of it, too, is, you know, just that this year in particular, that the drop-off in pitching after, you know, the top 20 or so was really dramatic. And so that brings us to the next pitcher, Luis Castillo, who I liked not so much because I absolutely was um, convinced that who we saw last year was who we were going to see this year, but just the fact that, okay, we've seen what the upside is. We've seen what the ceiling is. I like that ceiling, and you know we've gone through two dozen pitchers, and I really don't like who else is out there, so let me take the gamble. But obviously the gamble so far hasn't paid off. So you know how do you view him now? Um, you know, I, I tried to look him up pre uh brian price firing and post brian price hoping that maybe that's the answer like maybe price the former pitching coach was giving him some conflicting advice with what he wanted to do or what he felt was good and there really wasn't much there i don't know he's he's only lost yeah, like no, a mile on his fastball not... yeah i can't yeah, I'm... figure i can't figure yeah. him out al i'm sorry the, for this one i don't have an answer <laughs> i would still like if i'm in sixth place and, you know, I can drop just as much as I can gain. Um, you know, I'm looking at a possible second place, a possible 10th place. I would take a shot. If someone's like, oh, you know, Luis Castillo could be yours cheap. I would take a shot. Um, just on the hope that he regains everything that he's had before this point in his career. But um, I don't, outside of him, even if he was injured, you'd think he'd lose like three miles on the fastball, not one. So I don't know. I'm totally confused right. by this. Well, I am too. That's so, yeah, I have no answers either, which is... You know, why I, I want to ask you. <laughs> want to ask Brodsky? <laughs> Brodsky, what's wrong with Luis Castillo? I um, tell you what, ask, ask him. Yeah, let, give, give Brodsky a minute to think about it because okay. we got to talk here just for a moment about uh, mybookie.ag. If you uh, enjoy playing DFS, but you're sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50, 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. It's just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Uh, with the promo code FNTSY. 
So do we now have an explanation for Matt Brodsky? I think we do. About Luis Castillo. He's not playing right. shortstop for the Marlins anymore. There you go, Well, There's the reason. So obvious. Well, he played second base to be a you know jerk face. Right, no, thanks, way to ruin the joke, Big Al. See, that's why that's why you're the expert, sir. I just do uh, graphic design and video stuff. Uh, by the way, um, so I took a picture of me and Brodsky, and I sent it to the guys we used to work with, Jamie and Dave and Serge and everybody. And apparently Brodsky was out at Blondie's on your birthday the other day, tearing it up. I believe Sergio Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Serge was there. <laughs> Happy birthday, Brodsky. This is, this is, there's. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Al, you never came out to Blondie's. I don't think I did once. No. Oh, my favorite place on earth. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I missed a lot of that stuff because uh, a lot of the time I was CBS, I was commuting to, to Miami Beach and traffic. That's true. It's not, it's not because we didn't invite you. It's because you didn't want to come. It's, it's, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to get to any of the buy low players. I'm sorry, you can use it tomorrow. Can, uh, this is a gift. Now you I have half your rundown done for tomorrow. <laughs> Leftovers are, you know, it's it's better the second time. You know, it's better. They're better as leftovers. That's right. Let let the fl- let the flavor, you know, marinate or whatever whatever it does in the fridge. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to finish up on finish up on this note, then Nando, because you were saying uh, about Luis Castillo that you know if you were in sixth place, you'd t- you take the gamble. So how do you feel about that? Because I brought this up about a week ago in regards to Edwin Encarnacion, that I, I see some sort of mixed signals there with him. I'm not sure I believe in him. But, in fact, let's use the Encarnacion example here. Um, would you take a shot at, like, an aging player who might actually be, you know, on the decline, but maybe not, uh, like Edwin Encarnacion, to, you know, try to get him a, at a bit of a discount to, to... – ah, geez. Well, yes or no? Would you, I'll say, would you yeah, uh, yes. Can, if, if he could help, if I'm 10 home runs, will get me six points in the standings, 100%. I would take the shot. Yes. All right. Well, I have yet to do it, but now at least I've got, got some backing. Nando, thank you so much for making this an awesome Nando Thursday. Matt Brodsky, <laughs> thank you for making an awesome Nando and Matt Brodsky Thursday. Yeah, and, Brodsky. Uh, yes. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then.